your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Friday, October 29th edition of Locked On Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're your team every day. This is the daily podcast where we talk about all things Florida Panthers. I'm Armando Velez from pantherparkway.com, and you can follow me on Twitter at monoman12. You can follow the show account on Twitter at lo underscore fla panthers. And thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. You can also follow the national show Locked On NHL and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. Will they be covering all? the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. And one other recommendation for a show to listen to is Locked On Blackhawks with my good buddy Jack Bushman uncovering everything that's been going on right now with the Chicago Blackhawks and everything around the National Hockey League because his recent episode is a really gut-wrenching Really serious episode, but also a must-listen due to this situation with uh, Kyle Beach, the Chicago Blackhawks, and the management in place for from the head coaching staff to the front office, everyone to and even to the players involved uh, throughout that time. So that's what this is ep- episode is about. We are going to continue, unfortunately, talking about this situation because. It's not avoidable, honestly. It's not. I'm sorry. I know some people will not want to hear this, but uh, what? But before I get there, trigger warning for anyone who uh, gets um, where this is a sensitive subject for anyone who's been through this or knows somebody who's uh, been through this. We're going to talk about the continued sexual assault investigation case against the Chicago Blackhawks, but. Man, Coach Quenville, Matthew Caldwell, and Bill Zito, reported by Emily Coplin of ESPN, flew to New York uh, today, and they had a meeting with Commissioner Bettman to discuss further the investigation and what's to happen next. At this point in time, I will be refreshing my feed, my Twitter feed throughout the show, in case anything does happen and anything does come out but i said this morning and yesterday that after this meeting with coach q the chances are there's nothing that's gonna come out to the public at that time because of the simple fact that kevin shovel meeting with commissioner batman won't come until monday and that meeting has been rescheduled to Friday. Based on, my opinion is that based on what Q told Gary Bettman, that meeting with Matthew Caldwell and Bill Zito, that they think that some type of disciplinary disciplinary action it needs to come 
and that they cannot wait until Monday because chances are before Kevin Shovel Dayoff even flies to New York and meets with Commissioner Bettman before Monday, chances are there's going to be stuff that are leaked out there about what's going to happen with Coach Quenville before meeting and Kevin Shovel Dayoff would have to know the severity before even meeting with them instead of finding out through the media. And that is what I think of why they rescheduled it too. And also the sense of urgency too. Let's not, let's not forget the waiting. Why are we waiting until Monday? Is it that not important to Gary Bettman in the first place? Let's also consider that. And thankfully, the league decided, no, we cannot wait on this situation. After Kyle Beach came out on TSN with uh, Rick Westhead of TSN, who was with Kyle Beach throughout this whole process, and you got to give credit to Kyle Beach once again for coming out and having the courage to, and I'm sounding like a broken record because this is probably something that you've heard many times already about Kyle Beach's uh, coming out and coming forth publicly to say I was the guy who was sexually assaulted by Bradley Aldridge of the Chicago Blackhawks. But also credit to Rick Westhead as well for forming the questions properly, being patient with them, letting Kyle Beach feel his feelings. Because a lot of times, especially for men, we shame men for being vulnerable. And Kyle Beach had a great opportunity to be vulnerable in a horrible situation. Credit to you, Kyle Beach. Can you imagine the... And I thought about what... Something that Mark Lazarus of The Athletic talked about on yesterday's episode of The Athletic Hockey Show talked about many people label Kyle Beach as a bust. But when we talk about Kyle Beach now, please don't label him as a bust, please. What he went through and everything emotionally, like when he would go home at night after everything that happened, of how could you concentrate on hockey? How? I wouldn't be able to if I were in his position. No way in hell. And it's, it was not just that Bradley Aldridge said that he could ruin his career. The, when, when you go to the rink, you, you have that trauma that just carries with you. And you feel for a guy like Kyle Beach in that situation. And as far as Coach Q, man, he's in, there's no way to put it. He's in big trouble. And Tim Reynolds of the Associated Press reported that Coach Q is on his way to Florida right now going back home. Here's the thing. The Florida Panthers have a road game, back-to-back road game, Friday and Saturday at Detroit and then at Boston. So the writing's on the wall saying that chances are he won't be behind the bench when the Florida Panthers take on the Detroit Red Wings on Friday and the Boston Bruins on Saturday. And 
when Kevin Chivaldayoff uh, meets with the commissioner, we're likely going to see an announcement come from the league and maybe even the Florida Panthers brass. So in the next segment, we're going to talk about the decision from Wednesday to put Joel Quenville behind the bench more, to break it down more, to discuss it in greater length. So keep it right here on your first listen of the day, Locked On Panthers. Did you know that Bilt Bar has so many delicious flavors? There's something for everyone. When you talk to a Bilt Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. If you don't know the Bilt Bar flavors, well, you are missing out. There's coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. You want to know what my favorite flavor is of these selections? It's the cookies and cream. What? Cookies and cream, anything, ice cream, goat bars, any anything cookies and cream related. Why not? It's a very obvious choice. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box and you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. Check out the macros. 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories ranging from 130 to 180, 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. There's also the grasshopper cookie flavor, which is like the classic thin mint cookie. All the flavor without all the sugar with 150 calories, 17 grams of protein, and only 5 grams of sugar. Order today and you'll get the grasshopper cookie or the raspberry or whatever you like. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Isn't that great? So go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off of your next order. That's promo code LOCK15 over at Built.com. So we're back on the second segment of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. And the best way to put it is what's to come is fireworks. Expect a lot of fireworks to come in the next few days based on Coach Q's job security and what's going to happen next for the Florida Panthers. And I will tell you, Florida Panthers fans, I'm not going to tell you how to fan. However. Celebrate the players on the Florida Panthers right now on what they're doing. Celebrate the players because the, they, they didn't ask for this. They didn't. They, they are having to answer the tough questions about what's going on in the locker room before taking on Boston and what's, what is your mindset. And, of course, we talked about it yesterday on yesterday's show, talking about that slow start had a lot to do with the situation that Coach Quenville put himself in like there's no way there's no way to uh there's no other way to say it he put himself in this situation but going back to whether he could should have coached on Wednesday or not and after when I was in the middle of the recording while Bill Zito was speaking to the media and when the tweets were coming out saying that Coach Q will not be speaking to the media. So why you put why do you put him there in the first place? That doesn't make sense as far as a move. It's 
just honestly a little irresponsible. And honestly, like, if he wasn't going to speak to the media, then why is he there? And it's just, once again, just focusing on the winning part of the the sport instead of the human side of sports, once again. And it's just unacceptable. And I try not to get too caught up in my mentions from and tweets from anything other than national media members from these last few days and just retweeting and quote quote tweeting referring to what they're saying based on this situation but occasionally i would check my mentions and there was one specifically that really upset me and there was one that said oh the people are only coming after the florida panthers right now just because they're 7 0 and 0 i'm sorry record has nothing absolutely nothing to do with this it's about a man who was irresponsible in what he did in a previous franchise and be better leave your homerism to the side when it comes to that for god's sake the other thing is what jonathan taze said to the media following stan bowman's resignation quote-unquote resignation uh honestly i think he was fired but that's besides the point he's no longer with the organization for the chicago blackhawks and jonathan tay saying that stan bowman's a great guy he did so much for my career and i'm gonna steal a quote from multiple people who have said this mark lazarus said this of the athletic jack bushman of locked on blackhawks said this and i'm going to say this this exact quote because i would be stealing it if I said that I was originally saying this, but I'm using their quote. Read the room. Read the damn room. Like, timing. He, they made an unforgivable mistake to a guy who was 20 years old. Like, think about it like this. You're, a man's brain isn't fully mature until the age of 20, anywhere between 25 and 27 is when they really figure out who they are. Even though age-wise, they're an adult at 18, their brain is still in their finishing stages of developing. And any trauma that occurs, I mean, not saying that trauma can't occur after the age of 20, anywhere between 25 and 27, I'm not saying that. But it's worse, definitely, when it happens to someone whose brain hasn't really fully developed neither think about it like that too and for i don't and also i don't know if it's whether the fact that kyle beach was with the actual nhl team that he had a chance to be on the ice consistently with players like jonathan taze and create that relationship with jonathan taze and hang out with him more because he mostly spent his time in the AHL with the Rockford Icehogs, maybe, but still, you're not reading the room, and you're crediting Stan Bowman at that time, saying about being a good man. Come on, man. Be better. He made an unforgivable mistake. 
that's costing a person's well-being. Although, Kyle Beach said that he is in the beginning of the healing process, it's going to take a long time for him to heal, if he ever does. I hope he does. But for the Chicago Blackhawks franchise to regain the trust of the public as well. Of course, they have new leadership there. And they're going to, the, just the logo itself. Um, and Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taze have contracts that expire in a few years. And once those players are out, then you could really move on from everything that had happened because of the fact that there's still a few players from that 2010 team. It's going to be a little bit harder to uh, move on from the situation. And one player that was very uh, mature about it was Alex Dabrinkit. Um, He was 12 years old when this situation happened and talking about how it had to happen and very mature response by Alex Dabrinkit. The Blackhawks have a great young leader on their roster who's going to really hopefully help change the culture of that franchise. So definitely, uh, definitely um, great leadership by Dabrinkit. In the next segment, we're going to talk about the Florida Panthers side of things. If, in fact, there is a change in Coach Q's status. So keep it right here on your first listen of the day. Locked on Panthers. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code locked on to receive your bonus. From football to basketball, boxing to hockey, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. Third and final segment of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast on this Friday, October 29th, 2021. So the Florida Panthers have a game today, and the game feels secondary. And there's a difference between, the as far as the broadcasting part of this game versus normal. Tonight's game is on ESPN+, Plus, which means national coverage. What a time for the Florida Panthers to be on the national stage. And Valley Sports Florida will be coming back to broadcast the Saturday game against the Boston Bruins. Here's the difference. The people of Valley Sports Florida who work, uh, they work closely with the actual team. And if you listen to the game on Valley Sports or you listen to Territory Talk, because they work directly, directly with the team, they aren't talking about it. And that's something I wasn't expecting. Someone like me, who's not affiliated and a, a, a media member, of course, this is called Locked On Panthers, but as far as affiliation, I don't work for the team. So I, I, I can talk about it. 
Friday's game against Detroit prepare for a lot of talk from the national uh, media for and if you listen to my interview with John Butchergrass a few weeks ago when he came on the show, he confirmed that he was going to be broadcasting the game between the Florida Panthers and the Detroit Red Wings tonight um, on ESPN Plus exclusively. So you won't be able to find that that game anywhere else outside of ESPN Plus. But going back to the Florida Panthers, what's next for Coach Quenville? And if he does, in fact, get fired, one thing I hope is that the leadership brass of the Florida Panthers knows the timing and reads the room, unlike what Jonathan Taze was unable to do with Stan Bowman and Al McIsaac. And I don't know if it's the fact that Stan Bowman spent 10-plus years with Jonathan Taze, and this one will be three years before Q's departure, if, if he is departing. But still, I can, I can hope, and you would think, if someone like Alexander Barkov sees what Jonathan Taze said and how he structured it and the timing of it, you would think that it was it would be best for him to not give any praise at that time to Coach Quenville and maybe leave it at a different time, not in the immediate aftermath of what could come. Because as of this recording at 7.42 p.m. the day before this episode releases, we don't have a decision on Coach Quenville. And there looks like that the league is waiting for their meeting with Kevin Sheveldayoff. And like I said earlier in this episode, it seems as if the league just cannot wait until that meeting with Sheveldayoff and that something needs to happen like immediately. At least the, the league sees it that way from their meeting and fireworks are coming it's prepare for the worst expect the worst and nothing should surprise us based on what occurred what the situation is for the florida panthers to be in in a situation that they weren't in 11 years ago and the decision that they have to make. Because again, not making a decision is a decision. So that is something that we will continue to monitor. And hockey feels, again, secondary. I'll watch the games. I will take notes and break down everything. But if there is a decision on Coach Q, we might once again have to talk about that instead of the actual games that happened this weekend. And I'm sorry, not sorry. I'm sorry that I'm not sorry because this situation with Kyle Beach and the whole Chicago Blackhawks organization, it's bigger than hockey. It's human beings we're talking about. And 
we cannot ignore this. We these are things that just cannot happen. And Kyle Beach um had a statement earlier today about people not taking his side and I'm I'm pulling it up as I as I'm talking to the microphone. It says, quote, I have immense gratitude for the outpouring of endless love and support that has come through within the past 48 hours. Although the results of the private investigation have been released and the Blackhawks have apologized, my battle is really just beginning as the Blackhawks continue to, uh, to attempt to destroy my case in court. While I take this time to reflect and continue the healing process, it is a reminder that it's not about me as an individual. It's to promote an open communication that will facilitate change for the future, to promote safety as well as health and well-being of society as a whole. Thank you. Close quote. And I played sports. I'm sure a lot of you guys listening have played sports. Don't you just want to go there, play your game, be safe, have fun specifically, and not have to worry about what Kyle Beach had to worry about. That's what we all want. But when these things happen, they they the conversation is worth having. And the NHLPA, let's talk about the NHLPA of how embarrassing their statement is about how they're saying that the system failed. And I'm sorry, but their job is to protect the players, and the one thing they didn't do was protect a player. And that goes, it, it's a little contradictory, you would think, for, for them not to do that. And it's just a shame. It's a damn shame for this whole league. It's an embarrassment for the league. And I hate that I'm talking about this, too. I want to talk about hockey. but. This is just something that cannot be ignored. And again, like I said in yesterday's episode, I just want to go up to Kyle Beach and just give him a big hug and just say, I'm sorry. And I, it also gave me a little bit of perspective from actually a book recommendation that I was recommended to by somebody because... I was talking to somebody about my internal struggles, not sexual assault. I've never been sexually assaulted, but about internal struggles, about talking to somebody. And I was recommended a book called Maybe You Should Talk to Somebody by Lori Gottlieb. And if you're out there, I haven't read it, but somebody had recommended that book to me. And maybe it's now should be a motivation for me to read it. And maybe it could be a motivation for each and every one of you to read it. This is, I'm sorry, that this isn't a sponsor, by the way, but, or an endorsement. But if there is one that I recommend based on what, from what somebody has told me, maybe you should, t- the, the title, maybe you should talk to somebody by Lori Gottlieb. And it's talking about, uh, therapy. It's talking about um, what what we go through and how we how we uh, cope with things, and it talks about why 
keeping things internal can destroy you more than talking about it. And that holding and suppressing feelings is just really damaging. And the thing is, though, Kyle Beach did try to talk to somebody, but people turned him down. They and those and the person who turned him down was apparently a medical professional in the Chicago Blackhawks organization. And that's a shame. It really is a shame, too. And I hope that this doesn't discourage people from talking to somebody if they're going through something like what Kyle Beach went through. And that this doesn't happen again because this is a big failure by the Chicago Blackhawks, the NHL, the NHLPA, and everybody involved. And the NHLPA said the system failed. And that's an unacceptable answer, in my opinion. It very unacceptable answer. And I hope that with this coming to light, we will see less of these for sure to the point that we don't see them at all. And if you're out there and you've been through something like this, I, I, I just hope that you are able to talk to somebody and that somebody won't shut your feelings down because your feelings are valid. Everyone's feelings are valid. And you should have an opportunity to be validated no matter what. Because you are a human being. You aren't perfect. Even these professional athletes, we put these guys on a pedestal. And we treat them like robots. People treated Kyle Beach like a robot, too. That is like, oh, suck it up. They told him to suck it up. And you saw how he cried. Watch the interview if you haven't, please. Watch it. I watched it once and it was really hard to watch. I might go watch it again after I'm done recording this. Just to remind myself of the human side of things in sports. And that's what I have the privilege to do with this podcast too. That I've had a chance to go down to Sunrise, Florida in person to be near players and and coaches to see the human side of things and as well with the beat reporters to see that that these are human beings we might see these guys on twitter too but they're human beings as well the players are human beings they go through internal stuff like you and i do that's why when people tell me that they listen to me and that they are quote-unquote fans which is weird to hear i tell you i'm a human being just like you I just happen to have a platform. That's it. I want to use my platform properly. And I want to use this platform as well to say, Kyle Beach, thank you. From the bottom of my heart, and I'm sure from the bottom of a lot of victims' hearts too, they're thanking you as well. And we have some breaking news as I am... Just about to wrap up this episode of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. And Kevin Weeks of ESPN is 
reporting that Coach Q has been out as the head coach of the Florida Panthers. And had to happen for the Florida Panthers to save face, something that the Chicago Blackhawks tried to do with them trying to save face with the Kyle Beach situation. The Florida Panthers to protect themselves, to protect anyone who was assaulted in any type of sexual assault had to do what was best for the organization. So the Florida Panthers, Joe Quenville, he's out as head coach of the Florida Panthers. As far as replacements for Coach Q, it is rumored from Kevin Weeks and one person that David Dwork talked about was former Columbus Blue Jackets coach John Tortorella. And it makes sense because he's someone who worked with Sergey Bobrovsky. He's someone who worked with Bill Zito, who they have a close relationship with, and another Florida Panthers player on the team who hasn't played yet this season in uh, Marcus Nudevara and Anthony Duclair. Crazy how this uh, breaking news is coming as I'm recording, not thinking that a decision was made was going to be made for Coach Q. So he's out due to everything that happened with this investigation and the Florida Panthers, though they weren't involved, they saw after everything that had happened from the Blackhawks, from Kyle Beach's interview, they had no choice but to make this decision for their franchise. So we will talk more about this on Monday. Um, for time reasons, my time has run out to uh, discuss further, but Coach Q is out as the head coach of the Florida Panthers due to his involvement with sexual assault investigation of the Chicago Blackhawks from back in May of 2010. And don't know where the Florida Panthers go from here, but once again, rumored that John Tortorella is looking to be a replacement for the Florida Panthers, a guy who's won a Stanley Cup before in 2004 with the Tampa Bay Lightning. But the Florida Panthers players, they have a game tomorrow in Detroit. Cheer for the players because they have to answer some of the tough questions. And we will be discussing more about this um, after the weekend for the Panthers, for what, where do, does the team go now from here? And it was, once again... A move that had to be made for the betterment of the franchise. So if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast so you'll be notified every single time the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Make sure to subscribe to Lockdown NHL and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. We'll be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League along 
with Locked On Blackhawks with Jack Bushman and Locked On Winnipeg Jets with Harrison Lee where there was a previous member of the Chicago Blackhawks currently taking a front office role in Winnipeg. So there'll be more on Locked On Blackhawks and Locked On Winnipeg Jets. So listen to all those shows where they'll be covering everything related to the investigation of the Chicago Blackhawks. So I'm Armando Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.